Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meta, a podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Glenn. And if this is your first time joining us or not, we are Meta Podcast. Meta analysis of everything. Video games. And not video games. But mostly video games. Yeah. Yeah. Just like tonight. Just like tonight. And we're joined by our once again returning champion. Oh my god. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. He's well, back oh, hi. with the most underwhelming introduction. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, hey guys, uh, hey, it's me, Dan. I mean, you just don't get the you don't get the warm welcome anymore. It's just it's yeah, not like, oh, it's, just, it's like, not a novel thing anymore. You're just one of the one of the crew. One of the crew. You're just, you're, one of the crew. you're now. I have a shirt. You're now. I have a shirt. Yeah, he's got a shirt. It's official. Honorary. Let's make it official. But but yeah, we, we talked about this um, about a month and a half ago that we would be making this video because tonight it is the returning the video. <laughs> tonight well, you know, got returning podcast of uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And this is going to be uh, a spoiler ridden oh, yeah. episode. Uh, story spoiler. We spared you some last time but everything's uh, spoilers i'm just gonna laugh at the person who's like oh breath of the wild uh intros are never very interesting i guess i'll skip the first 10 minutes (laughs) five minutes fucking link's dead (laughs) oh remember that time when link just got murdered god spoilers spoilers that actually didn't happen to anyone Actually, I'm just kidding. Except for like, <laughs> who kn- who will know if the spoilers are really true? That's true. You have to listen to find out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we're. Um, I think this is a, a good opportunity for us to come back into this and discuss it because uh, I mean, well, you know, we've let the initial kind of the honeymoon period of the game kind of uh, I think go by necessarily. Like there was a lot of hype when it first came out, and like when we all got into it, it's yeah. very easy to get caught into the entire like wow this is amazing and then like once kind of the dust has settled you can look back and be like okay now i can like look at parts i liked parts i didn't like be able to address with much more um like a level head yeah a level head and also as well gives us the opportunity um for glenn to also contribute as well because if uh for all you listeners last time um if you remember, Glenn actually had not played the game at that point in time. Yup, oh, fucking noob. But uh, in the got him. Yeah, I didn't want to get a Wii U because who fucking wants a Wii U? It's like three it's years. Good. Old. It's good but uh, f- how old is it? Fucking five years now. Yeah, and uh, they were 2012. S- something like that. Yeah, but I, I they were mm. sold out for the longest time. These switches, and I couldn't get a hold of one, so oh, I yeah. bought, had to buy one on eBay. But totally worth it. I say buying a Switch in Legend of Zelda was a bajillion times better than paying for Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately one billion. So much shade. There is. I, I spent four times the, four times the amount of money. No, more than that. Five times the amount. <laughs> possibly six times the amount of money on getting Legend of Zelda because I had to buy the Switch online on Math- eBay. Mathematics. I know. I'm sorry. My bad. But. I still can say that I got more than seven times the amount of enjoyment out of playing Breath of the Wild. That's good. You got that value. Andromeda. Oh, yeah. I felt m- most of the time spent in Andromeda was just, like, just totally wasted time. Honestly. Wow. Yeah. I think I have, like, 60 hours on it or something. And I'm Holy like, what shit. am I fucking yeah. doing here? I don't play games I really, really like for 60 hours. <laughs> I know. But I, I was so... I don't know. Like, I haven't played video... I hadn't played video games in a long time, and I was just... 
I had bought paid seventy dollars for a game that I was really stoked about, and so I was gonna give it it's, something. It's due diligence. Yeah, but it yeah. it never got better. God. Anyway, let's let's talk about Breath of the Wild. Let's happier, do it. happier let's talk times. About a not shit game. Yeah. Happier so times. I guess uh, going into it, should we go around and be like, now that we are a little bit more level headed about it, and kind of give our like impressions of it, and then delve into what we think totally. was really good aspects, things that could have been improved upon, mm-hmm. critiques of the game, things that we thought mm-hmm. were done really well. Yeah, let's start off with our guest, Daniel. What do you think hey. now, boy? All right, um, so I actually haven't been playing it as much lately Same. as I mm. was before. Not because I hate it, just because... <laughs> not, like, a friend of mine bought me Witcher 3, so I've been kind of uh, like, distracted with that. Sick. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I would say that um, having beaten the story <laughs> and having played past after having beaten the story, I, w- I would say that the story of this game is definitely not my favorite part, like, by far. Mm-hmm. I think that actually the story was really pretty underwhelming to me. Um, I think parts of it were good, but I think, like, the very end, getting all of the... Um, Sure. All of the memories, uh, and like they're like you get a special ending, and then I got that ending. And I was like, this just seems like what's so special about this. So what um, what about the story was underwhelming? Did you want like more character development, just more story? I don't know what. It, it felt really, um, yeah, I guess more. It felt really short. Mm-hmm. Like there was only the four temples, and then like I feel like I think that with the. Uh, Zoras, I think I felt the most attached to the Zoras. I think that was the most like fleshed out uh, storyline. Um, Paul would definitely I... agree. <laughs> I agree yeah. too. No, I think Zoras was <laughs> Zoras was the first one I did, and I remember afterwards, like I went. So I went Zora, uh, then to Gerudo, then to Goron, then to Rito, and I felt like they prog- got progressively shorter. And you, like, yeah. d- less character development, too. And so, like, not only is Rivali just a fucking <laughs> shithead, but, right. also, but also the story, finishing that Divine Beast, or getting to the Divine Beast, took, I don't know, like, a third of the time that it did for me to get right. to um, get to the Zora one. And I don't know if that's because I was new at the game or if it was actually just more easy. I don't know. It, it just yeah. felt like, yeah, the Zora one was more fleshed the out. Whole, yeah, the, the whole Rito area was, it was like, it was a really cool area where it's like, you have to get up there in the mountains and you have, and then like, it's this really cool tower city and then you get up there and you just get up to the top and you talk to the king and then he's like, alright, let's do this and then you <laughs> like, see a thing and then suddenly you, and then you go up there and that's it. There was like, no rigmarole. It was just like, the thing you had to go do before you went to the Vine Beast was like the flight path thing that like mm-hmm. I did on my first, oh, right. my first right. try, like super easy. And I was, was like, was so that? easy. It was too, it was super easy. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely get that about the story though. I was definitely pining for more because I think at the end of the game, mm. I don't, does it track your hours? Cause I didn't actually see, but anyway. I probably I, I would estimate you know 150 hours something like that that I put into yeah, this game something like that um, and that's getting all 120 shrines so I can get the extra ending mm-hmm. and everything and uh, yeah. I would say that overall like I wanted at least twice as much story for how much time that I put into that game 
Oh yeah. Because I, sure. I really did enjoy what they had to offer. I think everything that they put into the game was well thought out and uh, interesting and engaging, but I, I was just wanting more. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was a strategic choice by on the developer's part to you know make the DLC more enticing or to buy the next game or whatever it is, but I, yeah. I wasn't satisfied by the, by the story. Simply, simply just because there wasn't enough. I think it was a step in the right direction, like, uh, because every every Zelda game up to this point, well, most of them, I guess, the older ones probably linked to the past and before have have been a lot like this game, pretty open, kind of limited on story in comparison, and then every game probably since then has been like, I think too. I don't know too heavy. So they need on to story. find the balance. It's like very I, heavy on story because it's like when you also be take a game that's very heavy on story, it also becomes very you you force the game into a corner where it has to be linear because okay. for the story to make sense and progress right. in the way they want the it's very much like in in tabletop role playing like you they very much encourage like good DMs to not try to define their story too much because then you end up forcing right. your players into a place home. yeah where it's like they have to make a decision a certain way because that's how you wrote the story and it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. elsewise and so yeah definitely that finding that balance of uh yeah where is it going to like when is it going to make like how is it going to make sense mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. is it not going to make the game feel linear yeah. as a result and i think that's where i disagree with you two Okay. Daniel and Glenn, because I feel uh-huh. the open world, just like the game being how it is in all of its mechanics, lends itself to having a kind of vague story because all the characters you meet that aren't dead <laughs> are, are, are the real story. Spoilers. Are the real story. Like, sure, Mifa and all of these other characters are really interesting and cool and they give you powers that help you play the game but like Sidon is just like fucking there and he is the current prince and he but you still only have like two cutscenes in like three interactions but is a cutscene a is that a story? Sto- is it's I mean yes it's story but is it I think that the entire thing about Breath of the Wild was like the story that you're told is like the gameplay you have to go out and get it so mm. just like I found that the hidden king diary in the library that you hadn't found yeah and it totally gives like a different side of the king that you wouldn't have seen from yeah. the, cut, the, the can memories actually, can we talk about that of course yeah okay totally. so there is this one of the final cutscenes that I found is it the one that you it's find a, inside the castle yeah the memory in the castle outside Zelda's mm-hmm. study yeah. so you find a memory in the castle and it shows this uh, Zelda working on the guardians or giving commands to somebody right. working on Guardians or something right. like that. It's like they're and, figuring out how to use them and stuff. Yeah, and King Roam uh, comes out and just berates her and tells her, you know, you need to be focusing on finding this secret power. Cannon's coming back. Um, you know, stop tinkering with your toys and go go to these shrines. Do what you need to do. You should be constantly doing studying to try to figure this out, right? Yeah, I'm like, and I was I was I was so surprised because like. The only interaction before that you ever have with King Roam is in the tutorial where he's, you know, mm-hmm. help, guiding you through and kind of just being like this jubilant, you know, Santa Clausy character. He's just like, <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Yeah, he is though. Here's like, a yeah. sale for Christmas. <laughs> like, but yeah, you gotta he's, wait. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
So I was so surprised by his character in that cutscene because I was like, dude, he's being such a dick. And I like, wh why is he doing that? Like, how? I mean, I know he's just trying to be a protective father and a king at the same time. Like, dual uh, roles. Dual roles like and like that, that's conflicting and I understand that. But like, what the fuck? You know? And I was so pissed mm. off and I remember telling Jimmy about it. And then Jimmy goes, wait, did you find the diary? I'm like... What what diary? I found some diaries. I don't know, like what diaries are you talking about? And he's like, no, the diary in his chambers. And so you go into the chambers in the Hyrule Castle, and there's just like a th four page diary about how he was so con like about the conflict that he had in between uh, being like a king and a, a dad. Yeah, between being a king mm. and a dad, and how after after Link and Zelda come back from the spring of power wisdom. wisdom wisdom that he was gonna apologize and basically allow her to do her studies and that's exactly when calamity ganon comes back and just Fucking like fuck shit up and murders everybody and so he never got the chance mm. to like apologize for that very same scenario that you saw in the cutscene. and i was like my mind was blown. Like, I was still pissed. You were, like, you I was were so still, unhappy. I was still pissed off at King Rome because I'm like, no, still a dick. Like, never should have done that. I would never treat my future children that way. You know, like, being the... You were so mad. I was you were so, so You, like, mad. didn't get it. You were like, that can't be the, no. his writing. It must be a ghost writer. It must be a ghost writer. <laughs> yeah, it must be, his, must be his fucking scribe trying to make him look better in the afterlife. <laughs> his scribe survived like, to no, write. Guys, really like, his a scribe, guy. Uh, I'm a conflicted his, father yeah. figure. <laughs> his scribe survived like 30 more seconds to write down some like in his, in, his, in his blood to like show that the king was a good guy in the history books. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, but... That, yeah, that scenario and, like, getting that extra journal was definitely part of it. And I can see why the, the story is kind of written by the player in the way that they have to, like, explore the world and really delve deeper into those um, storylines, not just rely on the cutscenes, I guess, to write the story. So I can see that. Mm -hmm. I I definitely fall... I'm, I'm on... Uh, agree with Jimmy in this regard, too. <laughs> where I think the... <laughs> <laughs> I think the amount of story was very appropriate for the game, the gameplay, and overall, I was very satisfied with it. Um, there were parts of it that, yes, did like I will agree. Like the Rito area felt really short, and I think what you mentioned, Glenn, it's a, like I feel it's a combination of both. Where like it felt shorter, just like the amount of content, mm -hmm. but I also felt like I had gotten better at the game too. Where it's like, oh, here's the training course where you're like flying around and shooting, shooting arrows, and I was like, fucking child's play <laughs> Dude, this for is me sleep. at this point yeah. in the game. Like, especially, <laughs> especially for you who like solely relies on like Rivali's Gale and Strike Shot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, before I had because Rivali's Gale was the last one I got too. Yeah. So yeah. Like, entire from I was like, for me when I'm fighting shit, I'm like, find a cliffside. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, like, gotta have a Use horse. Fire. <laughs> like, yeah, set shit on fire to get drafts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but set your horse on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, I felt it was very appropriate, and I felt that the game itself was a lot of um, what how I approached the game, and what I really admired about it is that it was a, a constant tragedy, and a lot of it wasn't because I, I feel that a form or a lot of the formulas for Zelda games is usually along the lines of like this evil is coming back usually in the form of Ganon. Mm -hmm. We need to do mm -hmm. something to stop it. And then you take some like pre like caught like, you know, some type of precaution and 
you try to end up like stopping him and you know maybe it doesn't work out and you like quickly reprimand it that's like awkward <laughs> in time but um it's it's like a lot of them yeah. Wind Waker is yeah. the same yeah it's like you you're try like to, I killed him oh fuck I gotta kill him again yeah but there's three a, more times a whole entire idea of yeah. like you know you know the evil's coming back whereas in this one it's like the evil came back and a lot of those times as well too um <laughs> When the evil comes back and like maybe right away you don't do it, it's like we gotta we gotta quickly put the lid on this. I was thinking of uh, in a hundred years past, it all changed with the fire to attack. It all changed with calamity. Oh my god! Calamity. I literally just got the like the mirror of Aang to Link waking up from (laughs) the Shrine of Resurrection. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, but there. So a lot of it's like, oh, we didn't stop him here. Let's quickly cap the lid on this before it gets out of hand. Um, Hmm. And then usually you do that and you prevent all this tragedy. Amazing. Um, incredible. Incredible. Tragedy. Sheer change. Tragedy avoided. Good job. Yeah, but Breath of the Wild is like, no, uh, you guys fucked up. It didn't work out. A lot of people died, including really close ones, and it changed kind of like how the entire world functioned. Uh, There are no redos. There are no, like, resets. Uh, You just have to go with the mistakes you've made and, like... Try to like make the best out, right? And that's a theme even at the the end of the game when mm-hmm. the the, it, the final cutscene after the hundred twenty shrines are is the memories, the memories. The shrines just get you the armor. Yeah. Oh, the shrines just get you yeah. the armor. No, the last no. cutscene is from what? Mem- oh, the memories. The memories. Okay, memories, sorry. Yeah. So the last cutscene when uh, Zelda's base, like you're out just on a hill and you're like, oh, one of one of the divine beasts is down, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I guess we have to go fix it. And it wasn't like this idea of you know, everything's back to normal, everything's fine. It's like, no, we have to rebuild a fucking mm-hmm. kingdom. Like, things are really bad still. There's yeah. still, you know, work that has to be done. And I think that's a much better message to be sending. Yeah, to me players, it was like right? every victory is offset by the total tragedy and loss that's already occurred. Wait, but even still, you, you, you persevere through that. You right. do end up yeah. making, like, obviously there's times in the game where you feel like you have a positive impact that you're changing things for the better but there's never a point where you're like yeah i'm done like we completed it we have a we've net good this. here like, yeah um it's very much a i think a pyrrhic victory is what mm-hmm. they call it where it's like there's yes. been such yeah. such a loss that it offsets like any sense of victory mm-hmm. like are you achieved victory at such a cost uh, that it's uh tantamount mm-hmm. to defeat pretty right. much um and very that's what i got a lot of when you're like playing through breath of the wild was like you weren't trying to reset the past you're just trying to like own up to the mistakes that you made and like you know ultimately what caused you to fail to like mm-hmm. then try and like go forward redemption was yeah like it was yeah. very much a redemption story which i fucking am a sucker for dude and, me too like holy fuck redemption stories i am always a sucker <laughs> for there was def- there's another part of the um the Zelda story that I think was different from other Zelda games and different from a lot of other hero style, like where you're playing as a hero and trying to save the world kind of thing, is that Zelda as a character was never helpless. She was never like the damsel in distress. And that was one thing, another really thing, another thing I really liked about the game was that um, Zelda was this character who, yeah, in the memories you see, like she struggles to find all these, uh, to figure out her powers and then 
Um, but you end up fucking dying, like, basically. And you go into the Shrine of Resurrection, and you're, like, never trying to save Zelda. All you're trying to do is get to Zelda and, bas- like, help her defeat Ganon, right? But she fucking mm. held on to Ganon for a hundred years. Mm. Like, that is fucking power right like it's never like you are here to save zelda it's like you're here to go help zelda because she fucking is making up for, single-handedly making up for your shitty mistakes of dying well, link also like it's also kind of <laughs> like her redemption story as well too in the sense yeah. where it's like yeah in that in the one memory, they both fucked up yeah yeah exactly like in the one memory where it's like she's blaming herself because it's like all like you know my dad and like all the champions and everything like died because I could not, like, I can't muster the power of, like, my, you know, the goddess mm-hmm. or whatnot. And how it's, like, that moment of defeat. And what I love about it is, I think, how the game was set up in such a way that as you, you start the game knowing that Zelda is, like, uh, keeping Ganon at bay. And you're, like, what, like, how, we are like, okay, it makes sense. Zelda is, like, holding Ganon off. And then as you start, like, experiencing memories and, like, coming across them, you're, like... How the fuck did, like, this person who I'm seeing in memories right now end up becoming the person who's, like, preventing all of Hyrule from being Mm -hmm. destroyed, like, only Mm -hmm. partially destroyed? Um, And then, so I thought the memory sequence was really cool because there was this layer of mystery, or, like, you experience the game firsthand through Link, Mm -hmm. and that's really cool because, like, you create that story and chase that story, but there's this entirely different story that's already transpired and mm. I think the memory sequence and the like the memory quest line mm-hmm. was a really great way of revealing that story because it, there yeah. wasn't like there was a timeline that happened, but then as like you played through it, you got to like piece it all together inevitably, and then you're like, this is how we got from like the end of like a hundred years ago to now. And you call and you called it a sequence, but realistically, like the the part that was really cool about it is it, it is piecewise. Like you don't. You don't get right. it in a yeah, like, like one, yeah. two, three, four. Completely out of order. Yeah. The only one that makes sense is the the nineteenth memory yeah, that you get after yeah. completing the first eighteen, um, and that of course needs to come later because it shows how she gets the powers and it all makes sense. You know, you have that yeah. revelating mm-hmm. moment. Um, but the thing I really liked about that is that it was piecewise. You were never, you could never figure it out until you kind of had the whole story. Like you can maybe make guesses or whatever, but um, getting the memories in such a way that you were always kind of guessing what was happening or right. trying to piece to, still trying to piece together the puzzle yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was just a really creative way of telling this second story <clears throat> that had happened already. Like, mm-hmm. because, you mm-hmm. know, we we only knew, like, hand, like, little bits of information that, like, you know, when you talk to Impa for the first time, you kind of can gather some information mm-hmm. about, like, your identity and Zelda and all this stuff. But then... Yeah. It wasn't until, like, the very... Once, yeah, you get the 19th memory, you're like, oh, like, it all clicks now. Like, it all makes sense how this happened. And, like, yeah. yeah. I think it does a good job of kind of putting you in Link's shoes because you only learn what he knew, like, as the game goes on. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're playing and getting the current story... And then as you're learning your past memories, like, he's learning his past memories at the same time. And so it's a really good job of building that character to just, to the point where you find, like, I, like, I, when I beat it and I didn't have all the memories, I didn't feel prepared to beat it. 
And so when I finally like got all the memories and everything, I was like, oh shit, yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking did it, yeah. I yeah. feel like there's, so, I don't know, I the whole like amnesia thing, using amnesia in a character to like help the player like along right. or, or help the player like feel more connected because they're learning with the main character. I feel, I feel like. I don't, like it, it works. I, right. I don't know. I, I mean, it's I a trope, like it so it's kind of maybe already. It trope, has that yeah. stigma. So. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. It's just a trope, and it's just a trope that I don't like. I don't think it's right. necessarily bad, because it definitely works. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe I just don't like that. Uh, <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> because, yeah, no, I just... Because uh, I felt like... Um, Although, to be fair, it's not like the other Zelda games. Link seems to be pretty clueless in every Zelda game. <laughs> so it's not, it's not really a new He's thing. He's such a true, fucking true. dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Ocarina of Time, Navi's like, get up, you fucking idiot. Like, we gotta go to the Deku Tree. And then, like, that, and then you're just sort of, like, along for the ride the whole time. Yeah, also Wind um, Waker 2. Oh, yeah, Wind Waker 2, yeah. yeah. You, like, you fucking wake up on... I always enjoy that with Zelda games, too. Like, there's that mm. trope that exists in Zelda games, is that the game will always start with Link sleeping. Mostly. Yeah. But, yeah. Knocked oh. out, yeah. sleeping, awash upon a beach. Yeah. Unconscious <laughs> at some point. Like, yeah. just, I mean, he After had, a night of heavy drinking... <laughs> I guess I it, lost all least... my memories. I guess I gotta find my my beer tabs to like <laughs> piece together piece my together beer together my memories. <laughs> I guess at least in this game, it makes sense that he's like kind of dopey and clueless. Um, yeah, I think if they since they worked it into the game, it doesn't bother me that that's a trope yeah. they decided to use. But I can definitely see how that can detract from a player's experience if they don't. Well, and it. It doesn't even make sense in the previous Zelda games. Like, why would he have no clue about anything? Like, he... Like, the have... Deku tree, you know? You're like, right, exactly. You, you live you three live... fucking feet away from like, You live in the forest with this thing. The like, how do you not know? The fucking asshole Mito is always, like... <laughs> he's always there. Right, he's exactly. never seen it, because he's always... So like, in, I will say in this one, it definitely makes sense that he is clueless, because he really does not remember... People are like, hey, nice to see you. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm just a dum-dum. <clears throat> so I guess I, I'll i give it that. I I think that it prepared itself, or it, it made the most set sense. it up better. Yeah, it was like a trope, and it's like an overused trope, but they, find, they kind of, they used it to the extent where it wasn't, it didn't feel forced. It, exactly. It wasn't just a fucking yeah. random yeah. thing that he had amnesia. You're like, like, oh, yeah, like, you practically died. Yeah. And it took a yeah. hundred years <laughs> to, to revive him. you to yeah. the point yeah. where you could, like, go out. So, like... Like, there's going to be some damage there. Yeah. Some and good thing he revived yeah. when he did, because it was just in time. <laughs> Perfect timing. Zelda was just getting tired. It's like you walk... That's the... Yeah. Fucking games, man. When it feels gamey, you walk into Ganon's castle, or Tyrell Castle, and as soon as you walk in, it's like, oh, I couldn't hold him any longer. <laughs> like, you have to help. I'm out of power. I'm you're like, really? Power. Just, right now. What if, I, what if I had just taken, like, an, an extra what day? If I took, <laughs> what if I took my time finding all nine? There was, like, one more blood moon, and I just yeah. couldn't do it. 
Yeah. I had to race that one guy in the field to get that horse. <laughs> You're like, God. oh, I can't hold on any longer, Link. It's like, oh, sorry. D- I gotta find my fucking Five seeds. more minutes, Mom. I can't hear you. I'm on top of Death Mountain. <laughs> Oh god! But uh, overall, though, I what I because Daniel, you had made a point earlier about how um, you felt that the extra scene at the end of it, um, the extra yeah. cutscene you get, was something that I'm trying to remember like exactly the. Uh, you said it felt like not rewarding enough. Is that is that accurate or? Yeah, that was the scene I think Glenn talked about where they are standing there and Zelda's like, "All right, back to work." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I felt that it was like, oh, I did all this work to find this stuff, and like, this should have just been the end of the game anyway. Like, yeah. it all broke so down again anyway. So there's, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for me at least, I think uh, that scene is one of the like the best scenes in the game. Um, and <laughs> wow, oh. got some polarized oh. views. Wow, <laughs> shit, dog, throwing in. Throwing <laughs> oh my oh. god! Oh, you we hate that scene. Hold out like the gauntlet. <laughs> Um, the the reason why I I think this is because there's this idea of, um, breath of the wild that exists. And I absolutely love the game for this reason. Um, Mm. and before I, the anticipation is killing me. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Just say it, Paul. Uh, the game is about being constantly brave is what an idea. I want to see you be brave. Oh, what god. you wanna say? I'm gonna fucking edit the <laughs> shit out of this. Oh god. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The game is about. Ah! <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> it's not an episode without Glenn singing. Yeah, it's true. It's about being constantly brave, and I what I love about it is the fact that there's a lot of games where that you played, and it kind of encourages this idea of like you need to be brave in the right moments, where it's like it's but. The reality is, is that it's easy to be brave in just like a single instance, but it's another thing entirely to be constantly brave. And Mm. what I love about like Breath of the Wild from its soundtrack, which I think, I think the main theme orchestrates this, like that mood and feeling like spot on. I think it Mm. is there. It is one of the best themes that iterates or like accurately depicts what the game is about. Um, Mm-hmm. And very much that cutscene there is like, I think that was one of like Zelda's struggles as a character as she was developing, and you like you get the memories and whatnot as she developed as a character was that she was having, she could be brave in the moment, like she could stand up to Link and be like, I don't need your protection, or like you know she could tell stand up to her father and be like, I don't, I need to study the like these ancient relics, you know, kind of thing. Uh, mm. But there was a like when you read her dirt, di- I was gonna say diary and journal mixed together. And gyre- her, her, her diary, her journal entry. <laughs> oh, when you read her, when you her read her, 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 her journals, you can very much see like how constantly afraid she was, like beyond mm. the surface, like this idea yeah. of like I am so terrified because I can't figure out how yeah. to be like, you know, how to unlock this power that everyone wants me to have. Um, and then there's that there's that cutscene or that memory too. Uh, the one you find in Central Hyrule, where mm. she uh, mm. ends up crying into your arms, kind of thing too. Where it's like this part yeah. where she actually starts to break, and even in that moment, like of course anybody, anybody in that moment would just be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, that's. But like, then mm. as Link, you see Link, and he's still 
stoic same old as, stoic yeah. as fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, you know yeah it's like that's probably the third best cutscene oh I fucking like, love that cutscene what's um, the second best yeah. uh, it's the Mifa cutscene oh, okay. <laughs> oh of course of course um, with the one on top of uh, on uh, Varuto Varuto yeah. emotions um but but that cutscene though the end cutscene the extra cutscene um very much Zelda like owns up to it and is like no like we can we can do this like but it has to start with us like we can make this like right. better like back to work yeah like get back to work mm-hmm. we need to constantly be doing this like we need to constantly be brave if we want to make Hyrule better than what it was yeah. before and I feel like Link running to her at the end is isn't her isn't him like being a romantic like oh my Zelda. chasing her yeah exactly it, <laughs> it's like a, he he is just throughout the entire game he's fucking ready to go mm. yeah and so for me i thought that last cutscene was like absolutely amazing because i for me i'm like this is like the cutscene that it like demonstrates that zelda has like fully realized like the fault that kind of like got them there in the first place which now that i think about it's kind of a recurring thing in zelda games where like zelda realizes zelda fucks up (laughs) zelda like makes the mistake and she realizes it but she like made the mistake out of good intention but then she's like wait but the impact was really bad and like i realize now how the like that was bad Uh, what was her mistake just studying the guardians and digging them up no no i mean it's like the whole i think for her the the fault that happened was the whole entire idea that like everything is fine everything's going to be fine i just got to find my power like, exactly it was like it was an unavoidable thing and she kept treating it like it was something that could be avoided exactly oh, but so she, she wasn't sort of like she underestimated wasn't, it i don't know if she was ever avoiding her duty though like she was never she was never sub- subverting the idea that she had to do this thing she was just Mm. noticing that another important part of defeating ganon was using something that this ancient technology that clearly had like really awesome powers against ganon right yeah but i think also part of it too was like her reliance on that i think her interest in chasing down the relics was to bolster the fact that she couldn't figure out her goddess powers yeah but Mm. she I don't know if I can blame her for that though, because there's if she has specialty in something, like clearly she is some sort of academic that is good at right. studying the guardians. Why would you throw that away on some prof- prophecy that you are the chosen one? Why would she choose to believe that when she does have skills in other area other areas I mean, that she? Can I think it just produce? highlights that it's a pretty well written character. And well, that- that's something that yeah. they it had for both of them is that Zelda and Link are supposed to be like the you know <laughs> two parts of the triforce and Ganon's the third and and they both so but one I don't really know if they ever mentioned Link being you know the triforce of courage I don't but, think the triforce is mentioned I don't think the triforce all. is mentioned yeah. at all and not only that but like in previous games like they're the chosen ones they like they link always succeeds zelda always succeeds right. and then in this one it's like the two chosen ones just completely fail like <laughs> to the point where like hyrule is destroyed link is link dies basically link and does zelda, die yeah and zelda is just like you know, for as far as she knows, all eternity just has to sit and try and hold Ganon. Yeah, she's forced and, to but, finally, but not gain that beat power. him, just hold him. And so it's, 
it's different. They how the two is characters that are way different. not constantly brave for you, Paul? How is how is that not <laughs> that is constantly brave? <laughs> yeah, and it goes I mean, with the entire theme that he was talking about. <laughs> but I think everything up to memory nineteen. Okay, there I we go. Okay, memory, okay. I think okay. memory nineteen was when it all clicked for her. And oh, it was not constantly okay. being brave. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, yeah, well, and I they. Think, yeah, and she she like. <clears throat> distrusts Link, like... Yeah. For most of the memories. It's... Or, or maybe not most, but, like, probably half the memories she distrusts Link. I think more than half. She's she's totally just, like, belligerent towards him and even uh, unsupportive even to the point of, like... Yeah. Negatively like affecting him, but... He's, it's like, like, the chosen champion, and she's like, fuck off, I don't need you, I have... Yeah, it's like, how dare I'm you doing. be automatically good at wielding the master sword and being right. my protector. Like, yeah, you... Rivali and uh Urbosa both like yeah, utter like, contempt oh, for the fuck? How yeah. dare he hasn't trained at all yeah. and he's I already thought, I thought Urbosa insane. was more Yeah, she had the... I think Rivali of... was definitely the the, <clears throat> the meanest. In Urbosa's memory, when you do the Divine Beast, she's definitely mm. more accepting towards Link, but there's definitely a couple cutscenes where it seems like well clearly her reluctant. focus yeah reluctant and clearly her yeah. focus is on Zelda but it does seem mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. maybe lower level of contempt than Rivali but right. still it's still there right, yeah. right, right. And yeah. so I feel yeah, like that's just a Gerudo thing like that's true level. they just hate men <laughs> you can't trust like stupid, can't trust stupid Voe. Voe. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly was it their Voe it's Vo. I say Voe Vo- oh, okay it's Voe it's V-O-E I just accent the E I don't know con acento. What does that mean? It's with accent. With accent. Oh. Con acento. Doesn't everything have accent? Well, like in, like I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, Not every Spanish word has an accent letter in it, Glenn. Yeah, so I think... I didn't know it was Spanish. I, <laughs> I know it's Chinese. Yeah, and also, the, uh, the thing as well when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> drawing it back. Um, the thing <laughs> as well when it comes to like Zelda, Link, and Ganon and the Divine Beasts is that... Going through the lore of it, it's like the divine beasts were like a plus one. Um, they, they were never necessary. They're, they're not a part yeah. of the Triforce. Yeah, they're, not- they're like they're not required. They were just a really helpful thing that existed to like make fighting Calamity Ganon like way easier right. for like that. And I think it was Zelda's reliance on like she thought she could just uh, replace right. herself with the divine beasts and everything, and then everything would be okay. And I think that's the mistake that Zelda made. But I don't think she ever... She didn't... I don't believe that. I don't think she ever, like, completely gave up or even didn't try her hardest at getting her power mm. to work on the Guardians. There was... I There's one okay. cutscene specifically where I can think of that she... I think it's the one, the same one that I was talking about earlier, where she's yelling at her dad. She's like, "I'm trying as hard as I can. I j- literally just came back from a spring of power, and I'm spending one day talking about the guardians or something like that. Like, how is that? How am I not trying my hardest? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I honestly do not see it as Zelda ever taking a day off or whatever. Well, she clearly did take it down, but like, <laughs> but like, not yeah. ever not trying her hardest. That was a lot of double negatives. Just know what I'm saying. Yeah, is that she was always trying her hardest at getting her power. This is just a secondary thing, which maybe was distracting a little bit, but she did think it was helpful. 
it never distracted to the point where like it was affecting her ability to learn her guardian skill or her, like whatever her goddess goddess, goddess skill. Goddess, Sorry. Yeah. Um, because the goddess thing only came when Link died. Yeah. <laughs> like how else right. would she have gotten it? You I know. I think it's the goddess ability in this gonna sound fucking hella Naruto anime shit as well too. Um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think we're it's having a idea. wavelength right now. I say bring it on, Paul. Continue, Paul. The idea is that. Um, like, Zelda needed to believe in herself. And that was the thing, is Zelda never believed in herself in that... Believe it! I think to the point that, like, Zelda going to... I'd say Zelda going to the springs, she did that as, like, not a front, but, it was like, like... a. It was, it was like, her duty. Yeah, she did it out of a duty, not because she believed she would unlock the goddess powers. I think every spring she went to, she knew very well she would not get her goddess power. I think she never believed she would get it, and so as a result, she never got them... And then she only relied on ancient technology to be able to, like, supplement the fact she yeah. never got it. Because so she's like some fucking sort of, Zelda. So it's some sort of crutch right. for her not to learn because there's always something in the back of their mind telling her, well, there's always this, there's always this backup plan. Yeah. I feel, I feel like maybe. she, her, there was just doubt and it, like, yeah. clouded her mind to the point where literally it took the entire kingdom being erased essentially mm-hmm. for her to finally fucking own up to being like oh shit i should probably and this is like post her breaking down but that's as well too. Right. it's like it's when she so finally like, admits this is like 19 that she like yeah. but how does somebody get to that po- okay so if you're saying for so in the game mm-hmm. the her getting to that point of unlocking the goddess power was somewhere after the entire kingdom is basically destroyed and Link dies, her guardian dies, yeah. all the champions die. Yeah. Her dead dad dies. <laughs> again. The, again. King, the dead king dies. Her mom dies again. Um, <laughs> they they unbury her. So, they but, bury her again. No, okay, but that's the level that she needed to be at spiritually in order to unlock the goddess power. You're telling me that there's a way that she could have gotten there without all this happening? Yeah, but her mom died. <laughs> her no, mom, her teacher, please, before teaching don't her. Don't just bury this no. comment. But, like, seriously, though, like, you really think that she could have gotten to some spiritual point where the equivalent of no. the entire kingdom died? No, I don't think so. No, and I think that's the, the reason the game exists the way it is. So why are we... Worrying about this fact of her having the ancient the guardians in the back of her mind when realistically that was something that she probably should have been doing because it's interesting. It's, <laughs> it's it's. But it's like I think it's also... also kind of like a good. It's kind of like a real thing where it's like if you go into a situation thinking you're gonna fail it, then you're probably going to fail it. So, at, and at that, I guess actually it's kind of almost the opposite of that. Really, it's like. Right. Although I don't know, cause, cause you guys, Glenn, you were saying earlier that, or was it Glenn or Paul? I don't know. One of you was saying earlier that, uh, um, she went to these shrines and like not expecting to actually. Oh yeah, was that, Paul, said, you, Paul was Paul, saying that. Paul yeah. said that. Okay, that's what I thought. Paul. So she went to these shrines not expecting to get this power because she had. She was like, she. Oh, I have a backup plan. It's fine. And that's like that's actually like a really. It's like a very real it thing is. to me. No, because I... like people do that where it's like it's like I'm just gonna like put in half effort into this because I have this plan that I'm pretty sure will work. Yeah. And then like 
the fucking plan just falls apart. I'm going to fail this test. Every regard. Fails the fucking test. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. But is praying at a shrine equated to the entire kingdom dying, your friends dying, Link dying, like literally everybody around you dying. Like she had to be in a level, like a spiritual level in order to unlock her powers yeah, kind of. to protect somebody. Mm-hmm. You're saying that if she put her mind to it, somehow praying at a shrine yeah. was somehow an equivalent to that happening. Well, yeah. I don't think it was a, a matter of just praying at right. the shrine. I think a huge substantial... Yeah, yeah. I think... A, you just gotta believe... I mean, I, literally... Believe it. It's just like a substantial... I think that's that was such a relevant thing about Zelda's mom. Like, was that... It wasn't a, like it wasn't some... Did you ever see Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where sure. this goes. Yeah. Sure. So it was totally like, it's kind of like that moment when they get the dragon scroll and they're like, here's the secret to power. Like, this is going to make me the greatest. War-. And then you, and it's like a fucking mirror or whatever. And it's like, no, like the power like power's in you yeah. the whole time. It's like that kind of thing where it's like, I feel oh. that was the, that was supposed to be the relevant crutch of like Zelda's mom, right? To pass on mm-hmm. like that message to be like, you it's okay like it's all inside of you it's already there like you just need to like sort of have this belief in yourself yeah. that it can happen not saying it's the best written thing ever and i oh think no going, i don't think it is i think going from there her dying <laughs> the relevant part about it was that like she dies and zelda very much thinks of her mom as the dragon scroll without ever knowing what the contents were and she's like fuck yeah. like how am i supposed to become like inherit this goddess power when the person who was supposed to tell me how to get it died right and it's like when in reality the simple message was like it's in you kind of thing so really what you're telling me is that zelda wasn't the one who made the mistake it was her mom for dying dying. yeah her Her mom mom shouldn't have died and this wouldn't have happened clearly oh my god and it just you we cracked this case wide (laughs) open case closed we We got finished it But that was the the relevant. It's thing an open and shut. I think it was open and sh- yeah. yeah I said case closed. We closed it. No, we opened and closed it in one. Split. I hear I hear the um the file cabinet door like, just sh- the metal slamming shut. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but that, I think that was the relevant part is that her mom died and Zelda believed that her mom possessed some possessed some secret knowledge that she would never. Be able to get, and she was just somehow supposed to realize it, which she does realize inevitably when the entire kingdom, everyone dies, and then it's like this last desperation of like her self-sacrifice trying to save Link from like the Guardian Laser, and that's when she unlocks her goddess abilities and whatnot. But it's like she had already broken down and casted away all these ideas and thoughts she had about like, Oh, my backup plan. I can just rely on that. Like all of that was gone. And like, she had essentially been brought to zero to the point where it's like, she just like, it was the only thing she had instinctual in a way. Mm. So you're telling me, never mind. I'm done with it. (laughs) I never, we're both. No, I, I understand. No, I understand where you're coming from. And I think that this is just like a irrefutable point from both ends, kind point. of thing. It's yeah. just yeah. not. And yeah. I can understand where you're coming from, but I like. I choose to believe that it needed to happen in this way, and whatever mm. happened 
whatever happened with her guardian studies and the king was all really good plot development Mm -hmm. but didn't need to happen because ultimately the only thing that would bring her to the point in her unlocking her goddess powers was to save the chosen hero and after the destruction of the like so it seems a little it seems a little um deterministic or not deterministic but like there's only one way it could have happened uh, like, can you think of like yeah. an ultimatum? No, I don't know. I know. There's a word for it, but I can't yeah, think of it. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. there's only one way it could have happened, and there's no yeah. way that you can change the timeline. Like, basically, is what I'm it's saying. Fate. And I, it it's faded. Yeah. yeah, and I, I don't usually think that way, but I think in the concept of this game, that's really what needed to happen. Is she needed to be broken down to a point where like she had nothing left. But to unlock her power, and so that's when it's unlocked. To that end, it and makes sense. And she couldn't have done that before. Exactly, it makes sense that died. she would be researching these right. past relics because she needed to be interested in them and to have them be this distraction. But also, they are powerful and they yeah. were helpful to so defeating Ganon. There is this inevitability. There is this inevitability in the future, which is her unlocking her power after the destruction of the kingdom. But something that she feels like might moderate that damage right. is to unlock to understand the guardian. Yeah, she's just wrong. Yeah, but she was wrong. Right, mm. right. Yeah, and that's that's. I think that's what we're kind of like a little uneasy about is like the, the she was like the divine beast and the the all all the mechanical anything any relics were. Super powerful, mm-hmm. and it's all the legends ever talked about mm-hmm. with like the beasts and the army of all of the robots and the hero defeating Ganon, coming together and defeating Ganon in one fell swoop, and then there being peace in Hyrule forever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that happening so long ago and being so successful at defeating Ganon that there were no other. Like sighting, like Ganon never ever came back. It was like ten thousand years. Exactly, yeah, that it faded into yeah. fucking myth, and it's, so it. Yeah. That's why it's like they didn't believe it when they finally were finding stuff. So. Believe it. It's like literally us believing that like whatever <laughs> cavemen believed in basically right. was like their god. Whatever that that came back <laughs> fire. Yeah, fire came back. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you know, it's calamity fire. Yeah. So like, so like, it would be like us in a modern day finding Atlantis, okay. and Atlantis mm. having fucking magical laser cannons. laser cannons Stop. and shit like that. A hundred percent that. A giant camel with a laser. Yeah, something to that end where it's just so like unbelievable. And then, like, there's this myth about, like, Atlantis defeating the, like, fish people. <laughs> Stop! I don't know. There's but, no... Like, that's kind of... Yeah, no, it's... it's the, yeah. What, I think the note... There's, like... I'm trying to remember what the saying is. It's, like, you can be... You... It was... I think I think Zelda in this instance was she was correct, but she was not right. Is, like, the notion where it's, like... She was correct in that researching the, like, you know, the... Relics and you know right. the divine beasts and like all of the like the guardians was like important and like mm. so she was correct in that notion like it was important they were very powerful and very like pivotal. I mean they half Ganon's health. Yeah, so. like, um, but <laughs> it's God, like the yeah. idea. But they also you can say they're also important because it needed to happen in order for the destruction. Right, they of all needed to be obliterated so that she can unlock her power so that they could be canon. 
Or is that where you were going? No, never mind. No, that's not where he was going. Where were you going? No, I was just going with the idea that it's like she was correct in like addressing that they were important to understand and to know. But it's like ultimately it was not right uh, because it ended because up because it ended up in total destruction. Right. Or it was right because that's what that needed to happen. Yeah, because a hundred years is just like a fucking snap compared to ten thousand years. Right. <laughs> like calamity Ganon. Plus, you know, it was like only hundred and fifty hours for my leaks. Yeah. So. Which which is also I mean, I think that's also an interesting my point. Link. <laughs> I don't know why that's I think it's also an, an interesting point to address because, you know, we we were talking about, like, well, you know, it's, like, her failing this thing caused, it, like, the, you know, the destruction of the kingdom or, like, was that right? Was that, like, wrong or whatever? But an interesting thing about it is that, you know, all the crazy shit about the Sheikah existed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the Sheikah kingdom was, like, advanced technology and, like, even the most fearsome monsters were fucking trivial in the Sheikah empire or whatever, civilization. Um, mm-hmm. And so the question is, like, where did the Sheikah civilization go? Like, we know the Sheikah civilization was around when Calamity Ganon happened and they, like sealed Calamity Ganon with the Divine Beast and stuff, but then after that, like, it all just kind of faded away, and, like, did it fade away because, you know, that's just, that was just the natural progression of time, or was that, like, (laughs) or was it because, like, Calamity Ganon happened, and, like, the civilization fucking failed, and it wasn't until, like, a little time afterwards, like, did did history repeat itself, is what I'm I'm getting at. Shrines are the fucking Sheikah civilization. Well, it's like, why were these divine beasts all buried away and guardians buried away? And like, why did they need it to be excavated along with like all the fucking, uh, towers and whatnot? Like why were, why was all of this like hidden away and had to be like rediscovered? Like, why was that? Why did that civilization not last into like to current era? Like maybe the legend of the 10,000 years ago is being mistold in that they were, Effective in defeating Ganon, and they actually did fail, just like they did ten thousand years later. Well, it's like maybe the divine beasts were like important to do that, but maybe the kingdom of the Sheikah fell during the initial like return of Calamity Ganon, and then you know within some like let's say a hundred years per se, these divine beasts and everything are constructed along with a, a chosen hero and a princess with the dis- like descended from also the constructed. <laughs> you know, returned and defeated Calamity Ganon. Like, is hmm. is that what happened? Because it's like, well, why, why is the Sheikah civilization also not around? And so I think that's, yeah, the kind of idea is, like, was history mistold or, like, did we leave out an important detail that was another part of the story as well from the original legend and myth? No, I think Cass always told it pretty well. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like one of my favorite like side characters. He's my favorite. I think he is yeah. the best down. character. He's in the game. so good. Yeah, I love finding. Yeah, the bards, man. Bards in any game are usually like really good. Shit, except like, for fucking D and D. Oh, and D and D. No, never D and D. Dude, I'm gonna be a bard. No, don't be a bard in D and D. You're like, all right, I'm gonna. Oh, you all find this monster. All right, I'm gonna sit in this corner and play my loot. Play my loot. <laughs> Give you guys plus one on your rolls. <laughs> You're like, what a character. <laughs> Good luck, um, guys. It's all about the roleplay, Paul. Come on. That's where bars are. We shown. need a bar. <laughs> so we did talk about the Said story. No one ever. We did talk about the story a lot, and we kind of just delved right into it, but there was a lot of parts. Ports. 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 Storms. There's a lot of purposes. Uh, there's a lot of parts of the game mechanically 
and aesthetically that we didn't get to touch on um, from our initial impressions. Guess we'll to have to do another episode <laughs> now. Is that what you're saying? No, no. We're gonna say right now. Say your part. Speak your piece. The ma- w- there's a couple things. So first off, aesthetically, this game is fucking gorgeous. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. So I didn't believe it because I only saw it on, uh, you know, played for like five minutes, and I'm like, well. You know, you don't get the you don't get the full picture, you don't get the full physics engine, you don't get the you know mm-hmm. all the graphics and everything. So, but I remember Seamless first gameplay playing for the first like two minutes. You get outside of the Shrine of Resurrection, and it takes you to this small cutscene where you run up to the edge of the hill, uh, edge of this grassy hill, and you look up over the landscape, and you can see Hyrule Castle, you can see like dueling peaks, you can see like everything basically mm-hmm. north of the tutorial zone, which is almost everything. And it is just, I was honestly awestruck. I was looking at my TV, mouth agape, just fucking thrilled that this was going to be the world that I'm playing in. But then I was like, well, maybe that was, maybe that was a cutscene, you know? Maybe that was just, that was just picture graphics, like no, no fucking big deal. But I remember, Paul, you telling me something that David had noticed in... Uh, the graphics where he was looking, he was look, he was, he was on a hill. No, he was in the or the one where he the was shadow in, graphic. Yeah, he was in the river, uh, going towards the fir- the dueling peak stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was in that river and he was like looking straight ahead towards the stable, and it was the sun was rising, and the shadow casted by the sun as like it rose, just like how it so fluidly like. Just, I don't know, it was almost, it was entirely natural. Like, yeah, entirely. It was, entirely. <laughs> it was it literally was. natural. It was real. Like, happened in nature. Yeah. <laughs> Breath nature. of the Wild is real. So there's this. Breath of the Natural. So, and that's one of those things that you would be like, well, you must be running this on, like, you know, your 32 gig, whatever fucking awesome computer, whatever. GTX mm. 1500. Yeah, whatever Fuck you're me. running it on. But it's on this console that is the size of, like, the old brick DSs, you know? Like, it's mm. it's tiny, and this the sheer power of this Switch is, like, insane in itself, but the graphics of this game were probably some of the best graphics that I've ever seen. Mm. And it's very much the... I think one of the things about the graphics as well is that the art style that they used in the graphics themselves was perfect for the story being told because uh, very much the game itself, as I said, the game's a tragedy, like the entire step of the way, like everything you have to like reflect upon and you remember and you know, the overall how the story turned out like was very much, uh, it was done in a tragedy fashion, like, um, either through some situational irony or, you know, whatever device they used. But the fact that they chose this post-apocalyptic world Mm. and painted it in this, like, this fashion of, I don't know, like, just sort of um, this very saturated beauty. Uh, Yeah. Bright colors. Very bright colors. It's like a Miyazaki film. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, But the the entire point of it... Which are usually sad. (laughs) Yeah. But the entire (laughs) point of it was that, like, it was such a good... Uh, I guess juxtaposition of like the theme of the game and sort of this like weird beauty in that like Mm -hmm. the fact that it was like it could amidst all of this tragedy like the world could still be beautiful 
mm-hmm. and it was like such and like I said like that leads on to this idea of being constantly brave that I was like trying like drawing into I wanna see <laughs> where it's just like well, I'll slap it, like the fact that something so terrible and sad could still be so beautiful and amazing and like all it required was like how you looked at the world you're beautiful well, especially Jeez. in comparison to <laughs> to uh things like post-apocalyptic uh games and and movies we have now so you have like fallout brown which has brown yeah, brown <laughs> like dead gritty, everything's like, dead and book of and, eli and brown book of mad eli max. mad max brown. Yeah, mass and effect are, black they're, they're all brown desert well, desert areas uh, yeah, kind of. uh, and it's very there's not there's no green there's like areas with green like right mad max and i think fallout new vegas has like an oasis kind of area but you're right but for the most part it's not you know it's not pretty and this game is is post-apocalyptic but is beautiful is, is that glenn's phone <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, no 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 it's uh so I, 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 agree. I was here the whole time i agree with you paul i think that's something really striking about this is that it it is in that post-apocalyptic genre but it doesn't feel like it at all well the apocalypse was halted so i guess it's mid it's like a near apocalypse wait it's a it's like mid (laughs) it's not pre-apocalyptic nor post it's just like mid it's just like straight up the apocalypse is happening in progress it gets destroyed and stuff like you go to like lots of ruins that's true Mm. but there are yeah there are cities that look like they i mean they could have been built afterwards it's hard to say but right it's it it, all the cities have kind of a old world vibe to them while still being Mm -hmm. kind of like nomadic and made of straw and like basic materials yeah there's no like extravagant uh zoro's domain is is pretty well established yeah well i mean exception but they do talk about how zoro's domain was relatively untouched during the calamity and i uh but i think that i looking at where you find evidence of calamity ganon there really isn't a ton outside of the divine beast and outside of central hyrule uh so i would assume that those corners of the map where the uh races of hyrule yeah the rito the gorons the gerudo uh they aren't really touched by calamity ganon like maybe they weren't really affected the way that hylians were Mm -hmm. i think um one of the things as well like i mean the game aesthetically beautiful and i think one of the amazing things about this game too as well is the way that uh, I mean, I kind of harped on it earlier, how the game told its story, one being through, like, you know, the memories, like, unlocking memories. Um, and I think, Jimmy, you brought the point where it's like, you know, you you kind of created that story because, like, it was told by you going out into the wilderness and finding it and exploring it. Um, but I think, for me, that's, like, it's it's smart game... It's a smart game developer, or, like, the idea of, like... Um, game design yeah choice. it's good game design at the at the end of the day for me um because yeah. it requires uh the player to be immersed in its environment totally. in their environment like 
and I think a lot of it, like, you know, part of the story is from, like, what you're told through cutscenes or, like, you know, dialogue sequences or, like, um, conversations you have Talk, with, like, yeah, yeah, talking like, with talking. Per, um... Um, but part of it also is comes from, like, what you kind of, like, take in and, like, what you notice and don't notice. And I think, like, a good example of it is, like, the idea of... So, I'm going to use, I guess, Sora's Domain in this case. Or, like, and I'm going to also use Hitano Village, where it's, like... Uh, okay. I remember going to Hitano Village, and I think I was talking to someone at the Dueling Peak Stable, and they're like, yeah, if you go left, that'll take you towards Kakariko Village and stuff. If you head, like... Uh, right down the road or at the fork like you'll go to like Hitano Village which like you know they're they're people like they're relatively like you know happy folk because like they weren't affected by the calamity and you're like weird why weren't they affected by the calamity because they're evil they're all Yiga clan (laughs) well no so because they're witches but like it's the kind of cool thing where like to go to Hitano Village you have to go through like Fort Hitano which is right outside in like the swamp and field where Zelda unlocked her goddess powers. Oh. And it's the idea that, like, the only reason Hitano Village survived was because Zelda unlocked her goddess powers and destroyed all yeah. the guardians. There's that so many like, guardians there, too. Yeah, there's like, the whole field and, like, is just full of them. Destroyed Hitano Holy Village. Holy shit. And it's, like, kind of piecing that together where you're like, the game doesn't directly Paul gets tell the details, you that. that I mean, yeah, I think like, Paul's here. As soon as you said it, I was like, shit, of course that makes perfect sense, but I don't think I had thought of it. It's, But it's like those small things where it's yeah. like, when it's all, all the information is there, but the game doesn't directly tell you it's there, mm. but when you kind of like piece it together, you're like, mm. oh, like this is, this is amazing. Like yeah. you, like you finally figure that part out and you're like, you've understood the game like in such a way, like you found out something that no one else in the game world itself, right. like the characters themselves really knew about, like, cause no one else knew that Zelda unlocked her goddess power. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty much like it's all dramatic. That, yeah. Like, so yeah, perfect. Um, that was exactly what I was looking for. Yep. Um, yeah, the dramatic irony of that, but then, um, also like other good examples, I think is Zora's domain, which was like, you know, you have the cutscene with Mifa where you like, remember, you remember Mifa and like, fuck that cutscene, dude. Um, but I think what makes that cutscene so like important to me at least is the fact that like you're like okay, cool. So like, there's Mifa here. Like you know, you wear the like the Zora armor and it was meant for you and stuff, right? Um, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but, you know, but then it's like it isn't told to you like right like you wear because the idea was like you wear the Zora armor because. That shows that Mifa made it for you, thus, like, you know, she cared about you and it was, it was relevant or whatever, you know? But it was through talking to other people and, like, that you weren't required to talk to and, like, through looking at the, um, the, the tablets when you're mm. going up to Zora's domain. Right. They Seven find out, them. like, why it's relevant because, like, Zora's armor is, like, you didn't, it was made for Link, yes, but, like, you only find out that... Zora's armor is used as a proposal from princesses to like whom they want to marry um, through the tablets themselves because that's how you find out about the heart scale and how like the relevancy of the heart scale uh, from like only female Zoras can have like white scales or something similar or like silver scales and so as a result like all of the um, I think as the story goes it was like some king went off the battle Zora King he was going to lose 
but his like queen had taken off like a piece of one of her scales and like put it on like the heart like the chest piece of his armor as like good luck or like you know for her to like be there to protect him like quote unquote symbolically but that like physical scale like actually reflected sunlight which prevented like a blow that was meant to execute him like and like inevitably turned the like the tide of battle and so it became customary by Zora's to like fashion armor pieces uh royalty to fashion armor pieces as like a means of um proposing to like their husbands to be as a way of like you know showing Mm -hmm. they have like their protection for them and that they love them and it's like when you piece that together you're like oh like the tragedy (laughs) of mifa was that she was going to propose to link like she talks about like in her cutscene about being like Maybe things can go back to how they were when we were young, and we can spend some time together. After all this is over. Yeah, like, after it's all over, and it's like, she had, like, this grand plan of, like, proposing to him. With the armor. With the armor, and being like, mm. after all this is done, like, it'll all be okay. And, like, it just fucking was not okay. <laughs> and you don't even yeah. use the armor except to go up waterfalls. <laughs> yeah. Ungrateful rube. <laughs> So it's like, like that kind of that. that kind of thing where you piece it, and I think that one was a little more guided than like other things right. in the game. But like mm. overall, the game is just totally littered with those like little pieces of information that when you put them all together as the player, like you fashion the bigger picture, and like that's that kind of immersion that happens where like yeah. you as the player is like, okay, I'm like drawn into this world now because like I'm immersed in it and like I'm being rewarded for it. I think it's especially significant to note that it is a video game and so us talking about the story of this written work but like also game design, every element that's gone into this game like just created this experience that then we craft but also has been crafted for us and it just, oh, it's a great train. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Paul. <laughs> we would we would all have missed this. We'd all have just not been sitting Paul. here. We'd be like, this <laughs> game's great. I love like, it. We kind of like the story, but maybe not. Did you? Let, let's talk about the combat and the shrines. <laughs> and guys, and the game like, guys. like looks really exactly. nice, and the graphics are good. And Paul's like, but but low. There was but Mifa. No. And then, <laughs> exactly. like I, I feel like... He's just getting that we're not even fucking It's seeing. It's one of the main things with Breath of the Wild. Because you guys were like, there's not enough story there, in the I, beginning okay. of this podcast. I was going to say, maybe I'm just an I idiot. Still, maybe there is enough story I and I'm an idiot. I still believe that. And like, I do pick up on the subtleties. I, I talk to most of the villagers, you know? You, like, you really right. play the part. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I did that even more You're so still in other just games. Kind of, but even yeah. but I wanted more time with the champions. Like I wanted more time with Zelda. I, I, and there wasn't yeah. that. And I can craft my own story, but they're real. Like if you think about it, there's only probably ten minutes. I also of cuts. I also think like, that was another design I, choice. And I understand that. Yeah. And no, I it's just totally fine that you're more. not happy with it. it. That's true. It's a design choice, but Glenn just is, and and I and I'm, I agree with Glenn. No, and it's not tr- happy it's totally with that fine. Choice. It's just it, totally important to take note in the like the. <laughs> the development that went into the story, whether or not you think it's enough, the ultimate like 
I'm trying to the piece other, together a fucking yeah, thought here. The other portions of the game wouldn't have been possible given a more in-depth cutscene exactly. whatever it's story. Like, and right. I understand it that. It wasn't I, perfect, I but no game is. Yeah, and I appreciate yeah. like one of the best things about this game in comparison to other Zelda games is the um, more dedicated open world aspect yeah. of it. And oh, I yeah. really, that's like that's I what think I think really sets this game. Thing. Yeah, mechanically yeah. sets this game apart from other it's Zelda games. It's one of the funnest like Zelda other, games. Other sandboxes I think, I think in general. And even, even other sandboxes. Yeah, yeah sure. That, right, I was going to say, it makes it not only a good Zelda game, right. but it makes it a good, just open a world really good game. Exploration, like, yeah. Like, the physics engine and the open world and the, and, and the sort of hidden story... Um, kind of like how Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls the does the story characters. similar in that <laughs> lovable like cast. Oh, yeah. And um, it's it's. You uh, love him so much, fucking. I know. Fucking <laughs> beat his bird dick off. Well I, well, I tried to marry her, but she died. <laughs> I was. I will be honest. I think that I was way more about saving the. Princess Mifa was way more than the princess <laughs> yeah. I wanted to save than Princess Zelda. You're like, who cares about Zelda? I'm the fish she girl. Did. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, there was... Um, sorry, I totally cut off your idea, your idea there, Daniel. What you no, I was just saying, I mean, this game is, is like... You know, like, people, people made a big deal out of The Witcher 3 when it came out, and I've just started playing that, so I kind of am getting that sort of fresh in my mind. Um, but, like, that game got like a, a ton of people were like super like this game right it's amazing i've heard and, rave just and like I think people this love game it. is similar to that where it's it's sort of pushed it's like pushed the boundaries of just games in general yeah i like, think it's a masterpiece and i think it will be yeah known as a masterpiece I, it's yeah, I think it will be just as it, Ocarina of Time in the is known as a masterpiece. Zelda games, yeah. but I I wouldn't be surprised if if people refer to it as the best Zelda game so far. Yeah, I refer to it as the best Zelda game so far. I I definitely do. Yeah, I, it's, it's a fucking fun. The most game. Yeah, the most fun I've had in with a Zelda game since probably the original one. And the difference between this Zelda game and other Zelda games is there's always a point where you can get frustrated and not figure something out. Yeah. There's been several times where I've yeah. come over to podcast and I've gotten help on some shrines, but <laughs> I always knew. But I always knew that it wasn't a design flaw in the game, and that was that's, that was something I could have confidence in. I'm like, there's yeah. no way that I've been through this entire game and had this much fun and have been this smooth for me to get to a point where the game is just made poorly. Like that's just right. not a thing. So every time I didn't get something i knew it was because i wasn't getting it not because the game did something wrong and that's something really like more frustrating sometimes <laughs> which is which is probably yeah you're right is frustrating probably more frustrating but like, there has been oh other, there i has can't been blame others. the game it's my fucking fault yeah there has been other zelda games and other games in general where i'm like okay uh, maybe i had a game game, game oh, faq yeah. or whatever and i'm like no, who, why would I have ever figured out whatever, I mean, Oc- you know? Ocarina of Time is notorious for shit like that. Yeah, where it's like, like, how would I ever know to... Yeah, it's just like not... A, it doesn't uh, always... Example. Shoot an arrow into the sun? Shut the fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, just Here's in general, like, like Ocarina of Time, like the whole... Um, 
like the whole mechanics of Ocarina of Time really haven't aged well. So I I think it's speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like, um, I mean, the updated version definitely did it a favor. I think the original sixty four version is like, it's really clunky. I think I was actually playing um, Majora's Mask. Three DS. No, the original. Um, Yeah, I I know. And it uh, I was playing it and and the fucking lock on is just like such a pain in the ass like you're just like i I don't know maybe ocarina of time wasn't like this but majora's mask definitely was like this where you're trying to like lock on to something and it's like you like turn your entire body and you press like the oh yeah it's a really aggressive lock to like turn it and you'd like go to lock on and then it just doesn't like and you're like you're like just like fucking z and you're trying to get it and it's just not and the camera is just freaking out and it's not locking on and i think that's the game's fault like i'm doing exactly what the game told me to do to lock on to something and it's not and to us there's there's very far and few between moments in breath of the wild where that exactly even exists Like, the lock-on function is not something that I need to worry about. It's not... Yeah, like, every death in Breath of the Wild that I had was my own fault. Yes. I was never like, oh, fuck, I didn't swing my sword or couldn't lock on. The game didn't respond to me. Except, there's some things I still haven't figured out in some combats. The fucking Ganon thing was bullshit. (laughs) Okay, there's, like, several... Oh, with the shield? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. God. I didn't even figure it out. I just Urbosa's furied. I was like, I don't fucking get this. So I just, like, Urbosa make him fall down and just, like, whack him a bunch. And then three times was apparently enough, so... I did an accidental perfect block, and that did it for me. There you (laughs) go. I uh, forgot. Oh, what was going to be the thing that you couldn't figure out or something? Yeah. That was like... Oh, yeah. Well, there was a point in the game where uh, instead of playing Legend of Zelda, I was just playing, like, Monster Hunter Upgrade My Armor. <laughs> and, that like, I would fight Lionels, and I'd have... I, like, on my map, oh, I've marked... Lionels. I've marked, like, every single place where there's... Um, a Lionel. A Lionel. Every single place there's a Cyclops thing. Fuck. Hynix. Hynix. And then the Grand Tetons, whatever they're called. Stone Taluses. Yeah, yeah. whatever they're Stone Taluses. Um, it's like wherever, wherever the monsters are kind of thing. Yeah. And there's... So I used to go like just monster, like just go fight Lionels. But I knew which ones had swords, which ones had spears, and which ones had giant clubs. Because I was never gonna fucking fight the ones with giant clubs. They're assholes. Oh, yeah. God, they're fuck s- those guys. Well, yeah, one, the club is useless, yeah. and two, there's like two moves that I still don't understand how to block, and they yeah. just like break your shield instantly. You know? uh, I just uh, did the I I had do- to do the perfect or like dodge. That was the only way I could ever beat Lionels was to do the perfect dodge. Which is possible oh, yeah. for me with the spears and the swords, but when it came to the fucking club, man, I just the club. I never it's figured it out. Uh, it's just s- Dark Souls in a nutshell. It's like yeah, you just gotta get some weapons just attack at a different speed, and you're just not used to it. Yeah, you gotta Fuck get the uh, the the uh Revali scale into Triarrow yeah, exactly. into bomb arrow headshots Just, like boom yeah. boom 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 yeah. and then boom well, dead. That's how I yeah, fought like obviously. <laughs> oh my god. But there yeah, there was a ton of moments um I think that's a, a great thing to bring up is like one like there is the uh 
the like there's multiple approaches to the game as well too and i remember mm-hmm. i i i think i mentioned that point in our first podcast where it's like there's more than one way to um <coughs> there's more than one way to uh Bless skin you. a cat skin a cat yeah to like there to like to get to from point a to point b um or you know to do a certain shrine or something right. like that and that can oh. sum up sum up the entire game yeah can i yeah. Can I bring up one story? Because yes. I think it's fucking awesome. So uh, you said that. the f- When we had our first podcast, I was like, okay, this is a game where I'm looking for multiple ways to do things. And you brought up, like, how you can burn grass to, like, get gales. Or you can you can just turn... Wait, just, we talked about this game already? You can, oh, wait a minute. What? Uh, check out our previous podcast. And then, or, like, if you're like, yeah, if you see a point, you know, you can fast travel. You can go by horse. Or you can just fucking climb mountains. I love climbing mountains. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So when I played the game, I was, like, looking for these chances to do something different. And I wasn't finding them because I wasn't realizing that each time I solved something, I was like, that's the way you have to solve it. That that right. just makes the most sense, and so I never really saw that until I let my girl like let my girlfriend play, and so she's on like she just got out of the tutorial zone. There's a shrine in between in between the uh, dueling peaks. It's not the dueling peak shrine, but it's in between the dueling peaks. And there's this part at the end where you have to like or what I thought you had to do was stasis a button so a ramp stayed up uh, tilted, and then you can go get the chest. Mm-hmm. What she did was she put her sledge, like, she, like, unequipped a sledgehammer and just, like, dropped it, or magnesis it, onto the button, and then <laughs> ran up the ramp to go get it, and the button was always on, so it, like, wasn't a fucking problem. And I remember Holy I had shit. so much trouble because, like, I had to race the stasis thing, the and, timing, I was, yeah. and I was bad because it was the fifth shrine, so, like, you don't really right. know how to do things well. And I was like, that is so fucking smart. But then she goes, wait, how do I get my sledgehammer back? (laughs) I can't can't actually do that. And then, so it was pretty, I mean, it was funny because, you know, I got to realize, like, I was like, you're just doing it wrong and kind of like laughing and poking fun at her the whole time. And then she like did it. And I was like, oh shit. And then Paul comes up and tells me that David, one of our other friends, actually solved it. Because there's like apparently barrels there that are. you can magnesis near them. there oh my God. that you can just like also like travel back to the button and then put on the button and do the same thing that basically my girlfriend had done with the sledgehammer but with something that actually with existed an actual thing, in yeah. the dungeon and I was just like that's when I was like oh okay so it's, it is real infinite there is limited possibilities that seem <laughs> infinite that seem infinite yeah yeah there are multiple ways you can solve things and i think that's where you know the the polish and the fleshing out this game really comes through is that you you know you have options in the way that you can do things mm. well let's let's uh let's finish up with everyone's favorite weapon favorite and armor weapon. armor set weapon and armor set Ooh. okay <laughs> i think paul paul has a, a very particular armor and it's not even a set, so we'll let him go first. Okay, Dude, Paul, you go okay. first. Because so, well, okay. it's a Breath of the Fashion over Breath here. Fashion. Yeah, right, well, exactly. For, Breath of the Fashion. So I think this is like, there's a couple of things with this, right? So one of the things for me that also goes into what I love about this game is that this game did so much, so many things that were Zelda, Legend of Zelda, like trope, I guess, but mm. also so away from it. Because it's like, when you think of Link, like, what's the first thing you think of? Like... Green tunic. Green, green tunic, tunic, right? Master like, sword, yeah. Yeah, like the green getup kind of thing. And it's like this game, like it was all like the blue, right? Was mm-hmm. it blue? Mm-hmm. Teal. Teal. 
<laughs> You're colorblind. Yeah, I'm colorblind, so that's why. Oh, um, oh. But, like, that was the look of Link this entire game. Like, that was the kind of the uh, the marketed look, I guess. Like With the mm-hmm. champion's tunic. Yeah, the champion's, the champion's tunic, tunic, Hylian yeah. trousers. And it was just so crazy because I was like, dude, how... I wasn't even, like, upset that it wasn't even the green getup, you know? Like, I was like, this looks really good on him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so just the kind ponytail, of... yeah. Yeah, like, so all of that, I was <laughs> like, this was, like, really <laughs> good looking. I know and, where this is going now. <laughs> but, oh, so for me, like, I... It was totally just the classic. I was, like, you know, champion... Champion's tunic, Hylian trousers. I upgraded them to four and whatnot. And then I was like, uh-huh. well, fuck, what armor piece, headpiece can I equip that, like, maintains that original look kind of thing, right? And uh-huh. it was the motherfucking amber earrings you can get in... Because they give uh, oh, you yeah. the most defense. They give you the most defense out of all, like, the the um, jewelry. jewelry. But, mm-hmm. like, they don't do anything, like, beyond the... Like, they maintain that look the most. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. that for me, I felt the most, like, Link in that game. Um, going with that armor set. Uh, for, like, I guess, like, my favorite armor set or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Master Sword was always a classic, but I always felt myself, yeah. like, using Spears more because I thought, like, Spears, really Spears were so OP. Spears were so, so fucking good. cool. I love yeah. Spears. Like, um, that and Shield, I don't know, I kind of just went with whatever Shield I kind of had at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know. What's the one that you get at the end of the game that has a Hyrulean symbol? The, the Soldier Shield. shield. Oh, it's Hyrulean yeah, 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 shield. shield, yeah. That's, like... Oh, yeah, yeah that's like that's like a, a default link look. That know? is that's a, like that's, everyone, a, that's, that's a the good shield. Look. That's the shield that people when you good when look. you shield surf down a mountain on the Hylian shield like, dog, dog. They look at you like, oh fuck, that guy's just fucking Hylian shield on the and fucking master sword. Right <laughs> but that's um, that could break any moment. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> but that's one of the things about like I don't know that the fact that the game could get away so much from like what was considered the like the the link look. Right. Yeah. And then And apparently it, you liked being naked as well a lot. What? Just to see people's yeah. reactions. Oh yeah, see people's reactions. It people, was so yeah. I was so fascinated that people had different reactions and I was like, wow, like it another example of the fact that the game was like Oh, it was like a, they thought of that moment. Oh my where god! I'm like, yeah. Which was I'm, brought up so much in the, the first episode. Yeah, it was just about like it. they thought of that. Like they thought of the fact that like if you weren't wearing armor, people would fucking totally treat you differently <laughs> because you're naked, like a hunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Link senpai, fainting um, man. All right. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Uh, I've used the champion's tunic and the like hood and the mm-hmm. Hylian trousers so much. They've just like. That's just my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I feel like that's a cop-out because they're just the most powerful. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sure. I, I really like... The health bar thing is so good. Yeah. I health really bar. liked... Yeah, when you have the fully upgraded champion's tunic, you can see enemies' health bars. It doesn't even need to be fully upgraded. Yeah. Uh, two or three, whatever. Yeah. But, once or something. yeah. Uh, I really like the Dark Link outfit just because it's... It's totally like an Easter egg, but at the same time, it's pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. just like, except for me, I killed a shit ton of monsters, and now I can look like Dark Link and have night speed up. It's fucking yeah, that's awesome. really cool. I was totally into that. And then weapon, I like Paul like the royal spear or any two handed weapon that I can just fucking spin around. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just really like that helicopter. Yeah, it's good uh-huh. shit. Uh, for me, I remember for the lot for a lot of the game because I'm a maximizer. I can't get away from it. I'm sorry, guys. So mm. a lot of the game, I did use the the soldier's armor, 
with the helmet. Uh, Max D, bro. So bad. It looks so bad. But then I got the Guardian armor. And so I actually didn't... I didn't <laughs> obviously, the, an upgrade in the The funniest... <laughs> obviously, an upgrade in looks. But the funniest part about it was... Uh, I so I got the Guardian Armor of Max upgrade, and then that's when I started doing memories, because, like, I just hadn't really done them that much. So I had, like, six, I had, like, five left, and you get to this part. So when Link gets a memory, he does this, like, shut, like, eyes wide open look. He's like, yeah. <gasps> you know? Like, he's just super surprised. But then with, mm -hmm. the, with the Guardian helmet on, it's just, like, he does the face, but you don't see his, like, top half of his face. No emotion. Like, <laughs> you just see, yeah, like... <gasps> it's so fucking silly. Anyway, but I think the, the favorite look, because after Paul brought up Breath of the Fashion, I, I did... You know, test test it around a bit. <laughs> did a fashion and show. It, it did had I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know it involved the desert voe trousers. Mm -hmm. Um it was like more of a it was more of a not typical link look. Right. right. It was like yeah. a I really like the Voe. The Voe one the is, headband is was cool good. Because yeah. the hair was, I used that randomly too. The hair reminded me of like some sort of like Star Wars, it, like it Padawan kind of look, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know, it had some like cool hairstyles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that was part of it too. And I can't, re I can't remember exactly, but it was definitely involved in something with the Desert Voe okay. thing. Yeah. I know I yeah. didn't like the top, so it was something else, but. Yeah. It might have been the Rito. Better than the Vi, the V, the. Ve I mean, <laughs> the v Voe was the, or Vo was the, was the female one, the male one? Vo was male. the male, and Vi was the female one. Vi was the female yeah. one, okay. Yeah. So, Sexy Link boobies. Ooh. Sexy Link boobies. Making me blush. So what about you, Daniel? Uh, my favorite armor set, uh, for at least two of the three pieces, was the um, was the Rito armor. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought it had just a really good look with, like, one, it was really functional because it, like, kept you warm, but it also, like... I, I don't know. It kind of had like that sort of Native American look to it. With, mm, with, yeah. like, it had like feathers, and it had it was like like it just hide. had a really nice look to it. Really I think, nice degree of cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, uh, the, the hat, the the helmet, or whatever, <laughs> like the like the feather earrings. I I I wish it had given like like a fuzzy hat. That's like all I wanted <laughs> was just like a big fuzzy oh, hat. Oh, like a raccoon, hat. like a raccoon skin yeah, hat. Like a, yeah, like a raccoon skin hat. Yeah. Oh, Trapper's hat. Yeah. yeah. And I wish, I wish it had had that, but uh, but it didn't. So I ended up using, I think for the head, I used um, the Sheikah armor head. Uh, uh, wasn't that like a? It was a mask. Yeah. And it was a mask, and then his hair is like in like a really big. It's a man bun. Like ponytail it's uh, it lo you look like, like chic one. it's really a, cool does it have the chopsticks yeah in the yeah hair? yeah in the bun more cultural in the bun yeah. i mean it does exactly i didn't does. make the they're game. not chopsticks um, they are does he go they're, like and then, and then i think the for the <laughs> the weapon the i was sort of one-handed <laughs> <laughs> sort of a one-handed sword and shield kind of guy um, oh yeah i Did loved the the royal broad, like any of the broadswords, I just loved. Yeah. Like it was so to me, it felt so iconic to just have a like a broadsword and a shield, like the like the royal shield or like the whatever like you get in the castle, like that nice metal shield you get. Mm -hmm. I um, think to like royal to, guard to add on to the royal more guard shield, exotic yeah. link, the the Lionel sword 
was easily yeah. my favorite weapon in the game. I had the this boomerangs one. were cool as shit. Yeah, the oh, boomerangs were great. I had this one giant boomerang. Yeah. I had this one Lionel sword that was like, 80, like eighty-four attack or something like that because it was like plus twenty-six or some shit because uh-huh. I got it from like a silver Lionel and I was just like. I never used it, but I was always like, someday I'll, I'll use it against Ganon. And then when you get to Ganon, they like automatically switch you uh, to the Master, the master Sword. sword. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, damn no. it! Right. So I still have this like 84 attack Lionel Sword, but like, Lionel Swords look pretty dope. And they yeah. were like, they were super fast because you think like, there's this giant ass sword right, that this like centaur s thing, but it's still like, yeah, still single handed. Um, yeah. I, have, I have a question really quick because. Uh, for you, Daniel, because I know uh, Glenn and Jimmy, you finished the game with 120 shrines. Like you did the the completionist aspect of it. Yeah, um, completionist in quotes. Quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Less than 300. Korok's seats. Less than 200 years. Less than like 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what did you? How many shrines did you finish the game with? I ooh did I finish the game with? Um, or like, I think did, something like. I mean, I didn't have a hundred. I mean, did you like? Did you get go and get all one twenty shrines? To have like I have actually have not gotten all one hundred twenty. Um, I'm at like I'm over a hundred, but I don't know where. So somewhere between a hundred and one twenty. So you're close. Um, yeah, I'm close, and I definitely want to because I love the shrines. I think that's one of my favorite parts. <sighs> they always left me wanting. There was like those, there was like six, okay, this is like way too much of a topic to get into, like at right. the last of our, but there was like six that were like ultra shrines, where you like, uh-huh. they were like four shrines in one, and I was like, that was my jam. I oh, love yeah, those ones. Really the island ones. shrines were Super cool, long yeah. ones. But uh, I was always like, whenever there was like one puzzle and I could solve it in like two minutes, I was uh-huh. always really disappointed. That was like... 80 of them, yeah. you know? Right, guess, right, yeah. Yeah, and that also, I think, falls under kind of, like, the game design of it, because I think what was so appealing about Breath of the Wild as well, too, was, like, in other Zelda games, it's, like, if you want to make substantial progress, like, you had to go and, like, it'd be, like, a couple-hour session to commit to, like, get past some type of obstacle, like a dungeon or something. Right, Where yeah. it's, like, in this, yeah. it's, like, you can just pick up, play for, like, 30 minutes, and you're, like, hey, I did a couple shrines, like, yeah. I did some stuff, like, I progressed the game, mm-hmm. in a way, and so I mm-hmm. think that was just, like, also kind of fell into that design choice. Yeah. So, like, I thought shrines, I thought, yeah, sh- I'm, I'm with you, I think shrines left me a little bit more wanting, but I think, as Daniel mentioned earlier, it's a step in the right direction for yeah. the game. It probably can't, I mean... That's not even like they did it wrong. It's like they can't cater to everybody's right, preference. Right, and right, that's exactly. just I like puzzles and I want more puzzles. Yeah. 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 I finished I finished I think with 84 and I think one thing about games as a whole and this is I think it's going to be my final point that I make for for the game after we went through what was supposed to be the final point. <laughs> yeah. uh, the final final the point. Final, final point. The final uh, final point. Was that I I feel that there's a point in games where like for me the immersive factor of it is really important for like how much I stay engaged in the game and there was a point where I hit shrines where leading up I the only thing that's true about uh, Breath of the Wild is that you have to finish the tutorial and you have to be Ganon. Those are the mm-hmm. only two things that are mandatory to happen yeah. in the game. Like, you don't have to get the Master Sword. You don't have to do a single shrine, do a single Divine Beast, do any part of the main other main quests other than beat Ganon. Um, you have to get the Paraglider, though. I mean, yeah, that's the part that's of the Yeah, tutorial. but that's part of the tutorial. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not called the tutorial. Though. Right, right. That's quote. quote I got it. No, I got um, God, no need to nitpick. <laughs> but there's... Uh, Shut up. <laughs> But the fact that it's, like, the only thing that prevented... So, for me, in games, what happens is that there's always this point where, like, it feels 
like, I'm like, I feel like we could just beat the game right now, but, like, there's some other quest my character has to do before I can go and do it. Like, yeah. oh, we have to go and save this other small little village over here, and you're like, right. fuck it. So you got 84, and you were like, fuck it. Ganon well, Yeah, so the, yeah. what was great about this was, like, the only thing that stopped me from going to Ganon was the fact that, like, I did not, I individually did not feel powerful enough to beat Ganon. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, I was motivated to get Divine Beast because, like, I needed that to beat Ganon. Like, you know, I need, like, all the cards up my sleeve or whatever. Um, and there was a point where I hit, like, the shrine count where I'm like, I'm pretty confident I could beat Ganon right now. And, like, that's what stopped me there because I felt that if I had gone and got more shrines, like, I would be, I guess, like, sort of taking myself out of the immersion mm. of the game because I'd be like, would I, would I realistically... If I was in this place, like, go and get all these shrines because, like, you know, I think if I knew I was powerful enough to do it, I would go and do it then. And that's kind of what, like, for me, I was like, so, yeah, I finished with 84 on that on that note. But well, yeah, if you yeah. get a replay, I'm going to do Death When I beat it the first time, I didn't have 120. Yeah, but you, oh, you no. forgot that. I, I know, I, I began and I, I entered the sanctum on accident, so... <laughs> Yeah. wasn't necessarily watch all this f- flying r- red purple flames around me what, what, yeah. oh, oh god <laughs> why did the map change to this oh, here I castle? oh I guess I made it to the fucking inner sanctum why oh the center of Ganon's the castle here? is where the boss oh, is the, oh. fuck my life <laughs> I didn't know so I um closing thoughts or are we yeah, just gonna closing. go What's, I guess what are our closing thoughts really quick, and then we can uh, consult the expert on the matter. Um, the expert who yeah. played the game for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so closing um, thoughts. I feel uh, like we've been closing thoughts for three minutes. Three minutes. All right, closing thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's for me, best Zelda game made um, to date, and uh, my second favorite game of all time. What's your first wow. one? Wow. Sakoden 2. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, yeah. I uh, my I guess mine would be uh, I, I'm tied for this one. I, I really do like this one, but it's so hard for me to find a Zelda game that's better than Link to the Past for me. Mm. It's um, a really good Zelda game. It's a great Zelda game. This one this but one I is so <laughs> so close. This one is so close to that in like so many ways. So I, I I haven't decided if it's my favorite, but it's it's number two at at worst, it's number two. Mm-hmm. Um that's awesome. It, but I couldn't say about favorite game ever, but it's definitely up there. Top five for sure. Uh, for me, my closing thought is this game, no matter how frustrating it is to watch my girlfriend play, this game has actually been <laughs> more fun watching my girlfriend. Like, yeah. has made the experience better watching my girlfriend play yeah. and understanding the game through another person's eyes. Um, and I think that's been a really cool experience for me. So, yeah, definitely best Zelda game I've ever played. Uh, definitely top five video games that I've ever played. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an incredible game. I really enjoyed it. Is it my is it my favorite Zelda game? Yeah. I mean, Skyward yeah, Sword. It is. Skyward yeah, Sword's pretty I, high so up Skyward there, right? Sword, stop. Oh, it's really, really stop there. Stop. <laughs> neck and neck race to the finish there. No. I mean, we it doesn't have Skyward groups, Sword a lot of so, you know, shit. It wasn't. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, There's no, no it, it's gross, a top-notch so game. <laughs> Even the worst Zelda game was at least playable. Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda Zelda. Bringing it back. <laughs> Bringing it back. Full circle. 
just yeah. like the circle that is haikus. Because yes. it goes five seven five. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Circle there. Too. Ancient Chinese secret. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's uh, yeah. So you know we're we're gonna take it on down to uh, to Kelsey's corner um, oh, to yeah. see uh, what what her forty five minutes uh, adventure into Breath of the Wild and yeah. Her it foray. Re- <laughs> yeah, what what her take on the uh, the game is. Where is my armor? Limited inventory. My weapons all break. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Well, I mean, what do you expect from the uh, from the forty five minutes of gameplay? Yeah. It does sum up the tutorials. It d- Oh yeah, that is the tutorial. The plateau yeah. is just why the fuck are all these rusty swords breaking every You're fucking naked. minute? Oh, Everything's it's breaking, true, you have dude. no space. That's the tutorial, yeah. That's why when you get the sledgehammer, and I've noted that this is Alicia said this multiple times, they're like a sledgehammer is the fucking best best weapon in the game because when it you lasts get so long. It lasts so long and when you're like fighting with like what Korok leaves and Foco bats. Like, yeah, in comparison, yeah. the sledgehammer seems like pretty good. It's a pretty top tier fucking weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Second to, to the woodcutter's axe for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Do you God. know how fast you cut trees with that thing? Yeah. Whew. Two slices. It's just like best. everything. Uh, no, I think there's uh, one that. I remember Guardian, Get out of here. Guardian Axe plus plus did oh, in no. one. No, too much. Oh, really? too much. Guardian Axe plus work. plus did in one. Oh. But it was one of those things where I'm like. Why the fuck would I use a guardian? <laughs> <laughs> Vanquish you, tree! Because <laughs> I remember being surprised by that because I'm like, oh, it's always two hits. To Dude, I like that. Like, that brought yeah. me back to like, uh, my mom is like a crafter. She does like a lot of art stuff, um, and she has like these like scissors that are special for like just fabric. Because she's a quilter, like that's oh, her yeah. profession. And I remember like, it was like big cutting, ass scissors when I was a kid, like cutting gogurts with it or whatever, and she'd be like. Don't fucking... What <laughs> You're are you ruining using? the durability. You're ruining them. Guardian Axe Plus Plus is not to be the used... The durability. For <laughs> trees. On a fucking go-gurt. Using <laughs> <laughs> the Master kid, Sword to cut down a tree. Up to some kid with a fucking giant, like, oh ancient weapon, like, shining axe and is trying to, like, <laughs> like cut a go-gurt with it. <laughs> really fucking, like... He's like, he like put the go-gurt on the ground. He's like sawing at it or whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's good imagery right there. It's mm. good. Yeah. And I think, I you know, what I also love about that whole entire thing that she just said there as well, where it's like <laughs> weapons breaking like all the time. I thought that was such also genius design because I, we, we brought that up in the yeah. first podcast, I think, too, where it's like that. It helps, like, there gets a point where, like, you can just outskill the enemies and beat them and whatnot, but, like, it throwing helps. weapons. <laughs> yeah, but it helps keep the... There's, like, some level of balance where it's, like, you, you can't just get a super fucking powerful weapon and be, like, well, I guess this is just right. going to carry me through, like, 80% of the game. Unless like, you farm major tests of strength like I did. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're using weapons to defeat them to get weapons. You you net weapons. It's there's like, you there's get, like, like, three per There's, like, yeah. six major tests of strength or something like that, and you can, yeah. like, you net, like, three axes and two swords or something like that. Yeah. 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 But I thought it was... Like, three each, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was a really, a really good, uh, like, oh, hey, like, what, I think it was an appropriate way to balance, like, 
balance enemies and weapons like i thought it was a really smart system where like yeah it can be frustrating when you're in the middle of combat and you're like fuck this weapon's breaking or like i don't want to use it because i want to save it for something a little more powerful but it deterred people from using really powerful weapons on really weak enemies so you'd use less powerful weapons Mm -hmm. on weaker enemies thus weaker enemies were a tiny bit harder as a result Mm. i wonder if you like you have full health and full defense, and you go up to like a red goblin, yeah, and like have it attack you with like a stick. Would its stick eventually break? I've never tested that theory. Try it. I should try it later. Next time on Meta Podcast. <laughs> next, <laughs> next Do reception. tree branches break from enemies? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. Can you find us on all podcast places? Yes, you can. Like where, Glenn? Uh, <laughs> d- d- Podbean. Shit. <laughs> That's YouTube. it. That's all I got. That's the one I use. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. A- a- iTunes is now Apple Podcasts. Fucking rebranded. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, the social YouTube. media stuff. Twitter YouTube. Is, is where I contact you guys. I mean, Daniel's our fucking number one fan. Woohoo! Woo! And he's on the podcast, so I mean, so if you were the number one, oh, if you if you overtake Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to college with us, though. No, oh, yeah, sorry, you have to know us personally. <laughs> Fuck. Or maybe just be a really cool game designer. I don't know. That's true. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us again, Daniel. Uh, yeah, it was I, super fun to talk about this amazing game. Holy shit, this episode it's is like hour Yeah, it's like billion it's almost years like long. two hours long. This Jesus is, Christ. Which, you know, I think for what we covered in this podcast... I'm there's like, there's still like so much, six so hours. That's the thing, is we could talk, talk for an hour more and we would... And we'd all fucking pass out from exhaustion. Exactly. My brain hurts. But it's we'll like, do, yeah. We'll do episode three sometime. <laughs> down yeah. Two years later. When, when we, well, yeah. DLC. Yeah, DLC. Oh, yeah, DLC. We can't bring it. Don't bring right. it up. No, it's too it's late. It's done. But no, I, right. I'm excited. I'm also excited that, like, you know, it's kind of like the adventure still continues and whatnot. And I think, mm-hmm. I think this game ultimately, like, is a huge win for not just, like, the Zelda series and Nintendo, but I think for video games as a whole. Like, totally. I think this really nailed on the head, like, what draws people into games like do you stick with your first statement that it didn't only set the bar it also raises like oh easily it's it's above the bar that it's like it's above the bar for sure like the intentionality of this game (laughs) is so uh so (laughs) genuine in what it was trying to do that like it just couldn't i don't know it all the conditions like that it had and like what it did with them like it was just and what it created was something that was truly special and mm-hmm. it like it would be hard to replicate it and the fact that like you know it's i don't know yeah, yeah. still excited for yeah. whatever next iteration of zelda comes next yeah yeah seriously and that's been meta podcast you've been meta bye bye, bye.